You're listening to the Grind Hours Podcast. At the wall! See ya! See ya! Hello and welcome to the Grind Hours Podcast. Recording this on Tuesday, November 15th. It is wrapping up. It's a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday night. And I have, as always, Nick Paradis of the Bad Ideas and of the Children's Programming Podcast. Uh, Nick, it has been a day. I just it has got, been a day. I just got home from the city uh, doing another shift on the K-Show. Um, and it was it was a thing that happened. That, 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 was, that was a show. Um, and... Don't spoil it for me. I haven't listened yet. Oh, you'll enjoy it, especially the Daily Don, which gotcha. I helped Don curate. Nice. Um, it was it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Was it uh, the uh, was it the worst free agent signings that they were talking about the other day? No, this one is a very specific Daily Don list. Okay. Say no more. But Nick, while why we're here, it's because there's. A weekend in football, specifically pro football, but also kind of college football. Mm-hmm. Look, I, Nick, I know you have, you have some quick points that you want to get to, but we're not going to talk much college football on this show on this week's show, just because it was that good of an NFL weekend. And it was a milk toast college week. I mean, the picture is the playoff picture is pretty much decided. Yeah, I mean, there are three teams likely that are going to finish undefeated, and a, a one-loss team will get in. It's just a question of who that will be. But the picture is pretty much set at this point. We know who the contenders and the pretenders are. But so I, I had two quick, as 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 you said, Joe. I I had two quick college football points to bring up. Number one, we've discussed a lot on this channel about Michigan because they are your yes. team, of course. Yes, and. uh I will say that Ohio State, you know, ranked higher. Um, I agree with the Joel Klatt philosophy that Ohio State has an extra gear in the car that Michigan doesn't quite have. <laughs> I disagree, but, but okay. But that said, I also agree with with Joel Klatt that Michigan can stay in, in fifth gear better than Ohio State can. Ohio State has sixth gear, but Michigan is consistently in fifth, if that makes sense. Um so my that's my that brings me to my first point. Ohio State had better hope that there is good weather. I mean, for this this uh this Thanksgiving weekend game because I've I've watched the tape. They don't play well in in, in cold weather. If if this game in Columbus is snowy or wet and bad, I think Michigan's gonna roll all over them yeah, because, because they got the hog mollies up front. The, the fraudulent Buckeyes are fair weather people. They, they they don't get down and dirty when it when it gets cold outside. Yes. And then finally, um, Alabama, is this the worst Saban team that he's ever had, or is it the unluckiest? I can't tell. It's a great question. I would I would love to have a week to to ponder that. Cause well, it, ponder it for a week and come back with your answer next time. We, yeah, because I, I definitely want to hit some college football points. It's, Next it's week, the first time in years that they've lost two games before the Iron Bowl. 
Yeah, and you know, I was I was having this. I, I was thinking about this because I was having this debate about Tennessee's playoff chances on Twitter with a couple of people. Um, I did tell them to follow the show. I don't know if any of them have. So if you're listening, guys, hello, uh, hello. Um, <laughs> but uh, but seriously, so the point was brought up several times. The Tennessee win over Alabama doesn't look as good now because Alabama is two lo- a two loss team that is four plays and three yards away from being a four loss team. And I made the point. They're also four points and three yards away from being undefeated. Yeah. Um, So that's, that's my, that's my Alabama question for you and for the viewers. Is this the worst team Saban has had or just the unluckiest? It's a great, it's a great question. And we're going to transition that into potentially the best win that any pro football team has had this year. And that would be the Washington Peter Rosenberg maniacally laughing football team that uh, yes. goes. And I'm actually a- glad that you went there to start off because the Alabama, it's a perfect transition into a debate I've been having amongst myself over the past 24 hours. And what's that? Which is, Another another I can't tell situation. Is Taylor Heineke the best bad quarterback I've ever seen or the worst good quarterback I've ever seen? Worst good. He's good. I, and I actually got into this a couple of weeks ago in a show meeting with Peter and Don. Because we, we were talking about, you know, NFC East quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And I said I would take Heineke over Daniel Jones. And they both looked at me like I was crazy. Well, Heineke wins. That's all he does. Well, so does Daniel Jones this year. This year. Taylor Heineke in his career wins. The only noticeable loss is to the best guy who's ever played in Tom Brady. That's Mm -hmm. his only like noticeable loss. When he is under center, he wins. And the team around him responds to him they love him they want to play harder for him than any other guy that you could put a quarterback for washington see that is a great point because this is a totally different team regardless of whether he's he's the best good the the best bad or the worst good regardless about that debate this is a different team with taylor heideke under center than it is with carson wentz like they've come alive or Fitzpatrick, or again yeah anyone because this looks like a playoff team right now well they're a half game out of a playoff spot we'll get to that in a minute here but washington there's two guys that have come out and said it and they're the two best players on the team chase young said it a couple of years ago and Terry McLaurin said it last night on Sports Center following the win. They want to play for him. All the guys, if the, so if the two best guys on either side of the ball want to play for the quarterback, the entire team is going to want to play for the quarterback. So right. I really, really like Taylor Heineke. I don't want any slander about this guy. He is, I don't, and, you know, game manager, whatever. I don't care. He wins football games. And I know wins are not a quarterback stat. I get it. But he, when he is under center, the Washington football team wins games. And that, at the end of the day, is what everybody should care about. 
it's like we've discussed with the Giants a lot this year at a certain and the Jets for that matter at a certain point you know no matter how technically good or bad you are at a certain point you are what your record says you are if you're winning right you know shout out Bill Parcells yeah if if you're winning two-thirds of the time you step out there on the field guess what you're a good quarterback it doesn't matter really if you're if you throw a couple interceptions in there if you can find a way to win that's all that matters and he had some he had some nice moments last night i mean he 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 really seems to have a good connection with terry mclaurin um the run game has really come alive with uh brian robinson jr back there back from injury shout out him um it was unfortunate circumstances it wasn't it was an injury but it was was, an injury yes a practical burrow situation that wasn't self-inflicted yes and I'll tell you the other big takeaway I had from that game last night. If if the Eagles want to be serious Super Bowl contenders, and I'm not saying they're not a good team. They're unquestionably one of the best teams in the league, but they really, really miss Jordan Davis last night. And if he's going to miss more time, they got to get this run defense sorted out in a hurry. In a hurry. Because if Brian Robinson Jr. and Antonio Gibson are able to gash them like that, (laughs) then guess who's coming up next week? Jonathan Taylor. Guess who's coming up the week after that? Aaron Jones. Guess who's coming up the week after Thanksgiving? Derek Henry. And guess who's coming up twice in the month of December? Saquon Barkley and the Giants. It's it's something that I want to table for now because I want to get back to this. But... We'll get to the probably second on the list. That's why it's second on my list of everything that every NFL personality is talking about. And that is the Vikings. Are they good? Are they for real? This we, is are are they good? Question mark is really what I'm trying to do. You have, take do you away have a hot week. take sound effect? I, I can get one. Yeah. Um, cause I have a hot take about the Vikings hot take. <laughs> the only reason the Vikings are not currently the unanimous Super Bowl favorite is because they're starting Kirk cousins. Well, um, let, let's dissect that for a second. Shall we? Sure. That's a big thing. It is a big thing, but I'm saying, I'm not saying if they had a better quarterback, they would be the Super Bowl favorite. I'm saying if they had literally anybody else. <laughs> okay. If All they right. had Taylor Heineke, okay. if they had Justin Fields, if they had any Jimmy Garoppolo, anybody. Well, the, there's because, a reason for that, too. Because guess when the Super Bowl is played? Prime time. Yes. Guess when Kirk Cousins is at his worst? Prime time. Yes. He has been nicknamed, and this is I'm not coming up with this nickname. This is a, a nickname that has just been bestowed upon him. Mm-hmm. He is the king of one o'clock. Yes. He is I can have a nickname for him. He's anti-prime time. Mm-hmm. Deion Sanders I mean, you, is you, prime you, time. you look at this team, every other ingredient. Time. Yeah. Every other ingredient is there. Dalvin Cook is a great running back. Justin Jefferson is a great wide receiver. He's the best wide receiver in football. Uh, the defense is a great defense. Good, uh, not great. I, I in this in this NFC, it's good. It when you say great, there's certain defenses that I think of that they are not even close to. 
So okay. they are a good defense. It's a great secondary. Again, again, Patrick Peterson and Harrison Smith. That's a that's a really really good duo. They're good. They're really good. Unit. When you put the word great out there, a lot of people say, "Oh, he's a great player." Well, when you put the word great out there, I think of it's like um, you know this has been a conversation at the station for the past couple of uh, weeks with uh, with a different sport with basketball. The word superstar is thrown out way too much. Well, the word great is thrown out way too much. There are a lot of good players. Patrick okay. Peterson is a good player. He was a great player at one point in time. He's just now a little bit older, and he is a good player. Okay, that's, that's fair. Smith was a great player at one point in time. Again, a little bit older. He's still good. He's not bad. He's still mm-hmm. good. They're, they're a good team. They are what eight and one, seven and one for a reason. Eight and one, yeah. For a and I and I, I want to I want to say one more thing about the Vikings, which is another part of my they would be the unanimous Super Bowl favorite case, which is that they have they have got great, much like the Eagles, they have really great unsung veteran leadership. That you can say is great. Adam Phelan and Harrison Smith are kind of the two heart and souls of this team. They've been around and the block. And they've both been there for like yep. over 10 years mm-hmm. at this point. I mean, that's really rare in today's NFL. It's a lot like what the Eagles have with uh, Brandon Graham, uh, Fletcher Cox, and Jason Kelsey. One thing I will uh, – one last thing on the Vikings to kind of put a bow on your Vikings aren't uh, the unanimous Super Bowl pick. They have a rookie head coach, too. And we yeah. have no idea what he's going to do in the playoffs. He could be good during the regular season, but he could be the worst coach of all time come playoff. So, Was he on the Rams staff last year? Yes. I don't remember. So as, he's so, got Super Bowl experience. Right, but as an assistant, not the head man. Ash I'm Josh not saying Daniels, you're wrong. How, how different it is going from a coordinator's position to the head coaching position. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just I that 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 was my that was my hot take that I specifically crafted for the show. If they had anybody else, if they're the only reason I think they're not unanimous, and it's not even because of Kirk Cousins losing. It's just the stigma of it. Well, because no, you would he, assume that eventually he's going to win a primetime game and that will solve a lot of the problem. Well, but the stigma about it, the fact that he hasn't done it yet. It hangs over the team like a cloud. Well, that's like anything. Uh, uh, yeah. When you get a rep until you prove that that's no longer your rep, that will always be the thing attached to you. So right. that's the monkey that Kirk Cousins got to get off his back. Mm-hmm. Maybe if maybe if he puts on three more chains, the monkey will get off his back. Right. I got to tell you, it, though, if, um, I mean, was there a Vikings video? And- was, there a, was there a plane video? Because it was a road game. I didn't see there might a, be. I didn't see a Kirk Cousins plane video this week. What are we doing? I don't know. Was it too I, graphic and obscene? Maybe. I gotta tell you though, if if they um maybe if the game maybe if the game was at one o'clock, it would make my argument stronger. But um if if the Eagles and Vikings played today, I'm taking the Vikings. Again, I want to table the, the Eagles talk because I, I do want to get to them. But third okay. thing up on the docket, Jeff Saturday won a freaking football game 
as a head coach in the NFL. Yes. Any beef? I tell you what, this is uh this does not make this does not this did not do him any favors in the uh the coaching community. This is it's it's almost almost unbelievable. Yeah. Because not all there was motivation on either side. For the Raiders, Jeff Saturday literally two weeks ago said that the Raiders stunk on mm-hmm. Twitter. The tweet was still up by the time the game started. That's a thing that happened. You might and... need to do it. You might need to do another hot take sound effect here. Huh. That was a fireable offense on the part of Josh McDaniels. Oh, the loss. Yeah. Well, and I, that that not goes... the loss. Losing to the Colts was not a fireable offense. Losing to Jeff Saturday. <laughs> After he'd said your team sucked a week ago. I mean, he should have not, they should have not let him back in the facility the next day. Well, he should have revoked his card and said, go back to Bill Belichick, buddy. You're done. So that plays into my other motivation and the motivation for the Colts. Say what you want about the motivation of Jeff Saturday, the nobody believes in us angle. But the Colts organization, I guarantee you, circled this game before the Frank Reich and quarterback disaster. They Mm -hmm. wanted to beat Josh McDaniel for what he did two years ago, leaving them at the altar and at the, in the 11 o'clock hour to go back to the Patriots after he verbally agreed to be their head coach. So I think that coupled with Jeff Saturday, just saying, screw it. Let's just, go out there and try to win a football game because no one thinks we can do this. But to get back to your, let's fire Josh McDaniel. Well, Mark Davis said, and I quote, Rome wasn't built in a day, end quote. Well, Mark Davis, it wasn't built in a day, but it sure burned in a day. And that's what's going on in Vegas right now. The desert heat is scorching this franchise right now. Did Mark, maybe Mark Davis has just been out in the desert sun too long, but did he forget what happened the last time Josh McDaniels was the head coach of an AFC West franchise? It did not end well. It started off great, but it did not end well. SeatGeek is the number one ticket app for buying and selling tickets. Sports fans, music fans, comedy fans, theater fans, fans of tickets. Use my code GRINDHOUR to get into the building to get yourself a seat. Again, that's code GRINDHOUR at checkout for $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. One more time, code GRINDHOUR. That's G-R-I-N-D-H-O-U-R at checkout. You know, a lot can happen in seven minutes, and luckily, that's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Califato, and I'm the creator of 7-Minute Stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts, and I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm going to take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style, and together, we're going to try to make sense of the world, all through the art of storytelling, and all in approximately seven minutes. Last thing before we get to uh, the AFC and NFC East. 
two old quarterbacks looked young again on Sunday. One in Germany and one mm-hmm. in Green Bay. Tampa and Brady and Rodgers and the Packers look like old. Maybe just for a week, but it looked like old times. Things look, and Mike McCarthy failed in clock management and game management. So yeah. As things per got use. back to normal in this weird NFL season. Um, yeah, uh, Siri, can you play Aerosmith back in the saddle? Because <laughs> Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are back in the saddle this For week. For a week. Things might change next week. But right now, it looks like them of old. Look, Rodgers had 10 passes. 10 through three quarters. Mm-hmm. And they were still won the football game. It's amazing. It, it, it's astonishing because... the. Uh, the the Cowboys, that's a that's a game that Cowboys teams of old lo- lose as well. And you want to talk about the- fireable offenses. That loss was so bad just because of how they, they being Green Bay, how they looked for the past month before they played them. Mm-hmm. Green Bay looked like the worst team in the NFL at times. They did. And can't argue. You were up 14 in their place with no life in that building. It was, it's, I I don't like calling for people's jobs and I don't usually do it. But if you want to have a fireable offense, what ground is Mike McCarthy standing on after slamming that headset to the ground? Like, really, what more do you need to see to show you that he's not the guy when it comes down to late game game management, timeouts, or just strategy? Mm-hmm. Why not kick the field goal there? Why not? Like, what are we doing? Make Rodgers prove to you that he hasn't all year. Make him prove to you that he's still the Rodgers of last year and two years ago. I think the Bucks saved their season yesterday, and yeah, I, I think too. Matt. I think Matt Lafleur saved his career yesterday. He served. He he certainly cried like it. Yeah, he cried like he I won mean, the Super Bowl. That that I mean, he was probably if he loses that game, he's probably getting fired at the end of this year. Maybe, maybe. Really quickly, our teams, the Jets yes. were on a bye, but they still kind of won because Buffalo lost. And the Gi- the Giants, well, they're a game out of first place in the NFC East. Yep. I'll say one thing about the Jets before we go on. I mean, it's been talked all week, but this defense is special. I was going back and looking for the tape. I mean, they it's it's an incredible unit. It's definitely top five in the league. And if Zach Wilson can even be decent the rest of the season we could be looking at a potential run here. Let's party like it's 2010, 2011, baby. Let, yes. uh, this is, Cause it's the, it, I feel like I'm in the way back machine. It's the same script. Great same defense, script. run the ball and let's hope the rookie or second year quarterback doesn't screw everything up. It's the yep. same script with a, with a coach that is a player's coach that all the media hates but the players mm-hmm. love 
It's the yeah. same script. I'm just it's waiting. eerily similar. I'm it just really waiting is. for Robert Sala to get a Zach Wilson tattoo to make sure that it's actually deja vu all over again. Wouldn't that would be, be uh would be Robert Sala's wife in a Zach Wilson jersey, or would yes. it be a tattoo of Zach Wilson? No, it would be. Uh, I misspoke. Yeah, it would be. Zach. No, I I I, I be... just wonder because I mean that that picture of him taking two different BYU cheerleaders to prom is pretty iconic. I, it would be Sawa's wife in a Zach Wilson jersey. That would be something that I would be like, we're, like we're living in a parallel universe. Yeah. The Giants, I don't need to see any more from them. They're for real. Dable, send him the Coach of the Year award right now. You don't need it. It's over. Vince Carter, it's over. It, yes. There is nothing you need to see. This Giants team... Say what you want about the talent. It's just like Heineke in Washington. They win. They're winning football games. They have to be doing something right because even when they lose their mic safety on defense to a freak ATV accident, mm-hmm. they still win a football game. That had all the makings of a trap game. Coming off the bye, media circus following the bye, maybe potentially overlooking the worst team in football and the Texans. Had all the makings. Joe Judge would have lost that game. That's for sure. He would have. So Pat Shermer would have lost that yeah. game. So Daniel Jones a year ago would have, would lost, have lost that, that game. game. Yeah, he would have single handedly made sure you you lost that game. But this is this is the difference a coach makes, and it's not. I mean, Dable is is getting all the credit, and rightfully so. But Mike Kafka and Wink Martindale are God. I hope and pray that teams are stupid enough to not hire these guys for head coaching positions next year. Because oh, if, I I'm, if I'm the, the Giants, if anyone comes knocking and says, hey, can we interview either of these guys? I say, go kick Blank locks. check. Whatever they want next year. Yeah. Come back. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nick, we could be living in a world where both your team and my team are sitting in first place following Thanksgiving. I was if I, I was going to break last year. This time last year. I would year, have looked at you like you had five heads. I would have drove you to a mental institution if you told me that. Cuz there was no chance in hell. Zero with the, both the way both of our teams around this time looked last year to now it is beyond transformation like this is like i don't even know what this is in terms of year to year turnaround for both we're talking about we're talking about dable as the coach of the year and rightfully so second place in the voting is probably going to be robert sala (laughs) i mean probably you know they've they've really both of these guys have been absolute home runs and you know, and, and I'm hearing that they're 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 looking at extending Barkley now. They're looking at bringing back Jones for next year. I'm down with it. Keep the band together. Yeah, keep the band together. This is this is a special special season. I think it's the start of something big. And uh, real quick note on uh, my mistress team. Yes. Uh good good building game for Kenny Pickett. I I, still I thought beat, we were um, over. I thought we were like I thought we were over 
bringing them up, but I guess you kind of have to with the way that they won. The 20 to 10, fourth quarter comeback by Kenny Pickett. Good building game for him. Uh, we still need O Canada out of there. Yes. He needs to be but, uh, coaching in Canada is yes. where he needs to be coaching. But it was a good it was a good building game for KP. He's improving and and Najee is also back on track. Najee Harris. He had 100 yards rushing yesterday. The team as a whole had over 200. Najee had um, about 100 and something. Jalen Warren had a bunch. And Kenny Pickett picked up 50 on the ground as well. So, Really quickly, let's take a quick break and we'll come back with overreactions. Feed Hudson Valley is a regional food rescue and harvesting network in the Hudson Valley operating through Dutchess, Orange, Ulster, Columbia, Green, Putnam, and Sullivan counties. It links donors of prepared but unserved food and fresh produce with nonprofits and food assistant programs through an app assisted network of food donors, volunteers, and feeding agencies. Feed Hudson Valley facilitates the harvesting, processing, and distribution of locally grown or produced agricultural products, self-stable food donations, and prepared nutritious foods. The app used is called Chowmatch and it is easy for volunteers to download and use. Among the donors are restaurants, farms, food makers, stores, hospitals, and universities. The food assistant programs include food pantries, soup kitchens, and shelters. Volunteers are matched through the Chow Match app when a donation is available. They can indicate that they are available to make a run and then pick it up for a donor and deliver it to the agency. The Feed Hudson Valley Network currently includes over 300 volunteers 130 donors, and 95 receiving agencies. Last year, on average, Feed Hudson Valley re rescued and redirected over 12,000 pounds of food each month. Feed Hudson Valley could use more donors and volunteers. To learn more and sign up, visit feedhv.org. Again, that's feedhv.org. One more time, spelled out, F-E-E-D-H-V.org. Now back to the podcast. All right, Nick, uh, we spent long enough talking about wrapping up the week that was in week 10. Crazy to think about it. Thanksgiving games are next week. Yeah. Crazy. So, through 10 weeks, what is your overreaction for week 10 in the NFL? I have, um, I have one overreaction and one, I guess... I don't know if you could call it an overreaction because it gets more and more possible every day. And it's really more of a question. Okay. So I'll start with that one. Given that Barkley, I was actually thinking of calling into the K show with this today, but I just, I ran out of time. I was, you would have got me. Things, but yeah. <laughs> but um, given that the giants unquestionably, the best thing they have about them is their run game between mm -hmm. Saquon and, and the run blocking, and that the Eagles are weak up the middle and run defense is currently their big weakness. Have we reached the point where you would actually be disappointed if they don't split the series? With the Eagles? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I would. Okay. I'm glad we're on the same page there. And now as for my overreaction, I told you I have a spicy one this week. Yep. 
Um, and it's one of those overreactions that's so spicy, I'll probably end up eating my words relatively quickly, but the Rams are not winning another game this year. You, oh man, whose house, Rams house, has been dormant and probably still drunk off a of champagne from their yes. Super Bowl win. They're about, he's about to come flooding back into the comments, but I'm deadly serious about this. I mean, you were Cooper... against him. You were, you had zero, but you told us that was part of one of your bold predictions last week was that the Cardinals were going to go in and they went in with a backup quarterback, mind you. Now, LA also had a backup quarterback, but mm-hmm. they had Colt McCoy, the best backup quarterback in the league, come in and wipe the floor with the Rams. Right. And, you know, Stafford is hurt. Cooper Cup is hurt. I mean, Cooper Cup might not play the rest of the season. He's your only weapon. Yeah. Who are you going to throw to? And I'm looking at the schedule. They, uh, I mean, just, I'm just going to read through the schedule and you tell me where the win is. (laughs) They have, they, they go on the road to the saints one That's of the hardest places game. to play. It's a winnable game, but with a backup quarterback with no weapons. The Saints are no good. In the sorry, Superdome. Sorry, Dayton. The, the, the wins are no good. The, the Saints are no good. The Saints are no good. They, okay. they stink. Okay, so we'll, we'll mark that down as a maybe. Uh, November 27th at Chiefs. Loss. At home against the Seahawks. Probably a loss. They get the Raiders at home. That's the one that they that's can win. That's a win. That's a win. That, that's the one they can win. Um, then they go on the road to Green Bay. Middle of December. Tie. <laughs> um, they get the Broncos at home. They could win that. The, the Broncos stink. But so do the Rams. Hackett might be fired at that point. That's a good point. Then they got... they. It's the same building, so it's basically a home game, but they're on the road at the Chargers. That's a loss. And then they finish out the year in Seattle. Probably a loss. I mean, that's that's so three what, they games. Have, they have two, maybe three games that they could potentially they win the rest of the win. way. Yeah, that 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 that's tough. That's real tough. But hey, they won the they won a ring last year. No one's crying for them. What's your no. uh, what's your? Oh, it's my turn. Sorry. I, yeah, I'm tired here. All good. All good. There are zero Super Bowl contenders in my mind right now. Zero. If and I'm predict I, this is it's a overreaction slash a bold prediction. Mm-hmm. I am predicting that a seven seed will win the Super Bowl this year. Hmm. A team that is playing on a wild card weekend or super wild card weekend or whatever the heck they call it will win the Super Bowl will run the table and win the Super Bowl because there is no good team. There's no really great team. And we thought the same thing last year. And then the Rams, it was like the Rams and everybody else. But then the Bengals came out of nowhere. Right. It's like that, but there there is no Rams this year. We thought it was the Eagles. It's not the Eagles. It's a great take. It's really starting to have that feel, isn't it? It's up in the air. It is a puff of smoke. And I like it that way because it's just shake the snow globe and let's see who's standing at the end of the year. 
Right. Chaos. And I'm down for it. It's a great call. I wouldn't, I, I, I can't argue with you. It, it's such a weird year. It's like, this is the, if, if, if a team is going to go on an underdog run, this is the year. We could I mean, have a MetLife Super Bowl. It. The Giants could do it. We could have a MetLife Super Bowl. Oh God, what that would do to this city. Oh my God. Can you imagine? And it would, and to do it this year. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it'll happen, but not just, not just the fact that the two uh, teams in the city would be going against each other and it would, or even just under good circumstances, it would say, but add to the, add to that fact, the baggage of where these two franchises have been the last 10 years. Yeah. It would be incredible. I mean, I don't even know if, if anybody could be sad that their team lost, if that were to happen. <laughs> tell me, t- tell me honestly, if, 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 if the Jets and Giants played in the Super Bowl this year and the Jets lost, would you be bummed out? Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, if they lost, hell yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I would be bummed if the Giants lost, but like, you, you know, in a detached way, I'd be okay with it. No, I'd be... You know what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? I I, I can vaguely see it through through the trees, but I'm uh-huh. I, I, I disagree with you on that. I'm but, not saying I'd be cheering for the Jets at the no, ticker tape parade afterwards, but you know, uh, I think that's a good place to end, Nick. Tell the people what you got going on, where they can find you, all that good stuff. Uh, you can find me at Nick Parodies on all social medias: Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok, uh, all of that good stuff. Twitter is about to be gone soon, so might leave that one out. Yeah, e- uh, Elon's gonna send it to the moon. Yeah. You can check out the band at the underscore bad underscore ideas underscore. Lois Lane is out now. More music coming at the end of the month. Uh, I was just using this beautiful Les Paul here to record some stuff. It's a great guitar for playing leads on. Um, and, and other than that, I mean, children's programming will be back with the Christmas special, the ultimate Christmas Bacchanal. We're uh, recording when I go back over uh, Christmas break back to New York. And we're hoping to be back semi-full-time come January. So get ready for that. Nick, thank you so much for, for coming on again. I will talk to you throughout the week. And, oh, really quickly, word of the week for, for Uber. Oh, yeah, word of the week for Uber, uh, whose house, Ram's house. Gotcha, gotcha. Thank you so much, Nick. I'll talk to you throughout the week. Stay easy, all right, man? Take care. On this side of the coin, not the fake J. Leo on Twitter, j.sports.blogspot.com. And of course, this podcast. Reach this point, please like, subscribe, share this podcast with anybody who you seem fit. If you're new to the show, please download the show. It means more to the show than you know. Huge thanks to Feed Hudson Valley, SeatGeek, and 7 Minute Stories for sponsoring today's episode. Have a great weekend. Thanksgiving, I can't believe it, is just a week away from recording this and uh so spend some time with your family i don't know how many podcasts i'll be getting out over the next week and a half or so so if this is the last time i speak to you happy thanksgiving let me be among the first yeah to wish you and your family a happy thanksgiving and uh till next time it's closing time you don't have to go home but you can't stay here peace